Swing and a drive! Welcome to Red, White, and Blue Jays, the podcast home of Blue Jays Fans UK, a group connecting Blue Jays fans around the UK and beyond and telling their stories. And now, here's the host of Red, White, and Blue Jays, Steve Hunter. Wow, that was loud. (laughs) Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Red, White, and Blue Jays with a little background music courtesy of Elizabeth. Um, (laughs) Sorry to blast your ears out. Find our live stream on YouTube, and I can't find it for some reason. Oh, it'll be out there somewhere. Yeah, it should be. I'm also very technically challenged, so I'm probably just dumb. Ah, that's all right. No problem. Uh, Trying to find yourself while you're driving it live is always a bit of entertainment. But uh, good evening, everyone. Welcome to another edition. Uh, Great to have you aboard. Uh, Be great if you, um, you know, you're listening in live. Let's have your questions and your comments and all those bits and pieces. Uh, we had a load last week, which was really good fun. So it was great to to hear from from people. So please uh, get in touch with us as we are chatting through this evening. Uh, we're one man, well, we're two men down at the moment, but uh, we hopefully will be getting Dave in a moment. He's just having a few technical hitches at home. Um, Daniel is unable to be with us this evening, so we'll miss his company. And hopefully he will be back next week. But I am joined. I am well. We've you've got a Canadian stronghold this evening, so um, <laughs> great to see Elizabeth and Mark, who are currently with us. And uh, good evening, Thomas, who's on YouTube. Uh, nice to know that you're with us, Mark. How is your week been going? How are you doing? I'm not too bad. I enjoyed some Blue Jays. Uh, I went to a concert on Thursday. All pretty much all I did this week, other than work. That's all right. That's very Just good. Relax. Sounds sounds good. What what was the concert that you went to? What who, who was it and what was it and where was it? It was here in uh, London, Ontario. Nice. And uh, the band was called Fifty Four Forty. They're they were pretty popular in Canada in like the nineties. Yep. Probably not outside of Canada too much. You may not have heard of them, but it was a good show. Yeah. So what what sort of music do they do? Give us a genre of. They're like the typical like '90s rock and roll, like I don't know, something like uh, I don't know, the same, the typical rock and roll from the the old days. Bon, I don't know. Bon They're kind of like Bon Jovi, bon Jovi. Or like okay. They don't yeah. sound anything like Bon Jovi. They're just that style of music, I guess, okay. like '90s rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bit of electric guitars and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Very good. Very nice. Well done. And uh, yeah, nice to do something a little bit different occasionally, isn't it? Just to get out of your normal routine. Yeah, yeah great. And uh, was it full house? Are you guys allowed to have full houses for concerts and stuff in Canada? Oh, yeah. We're wide open now. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty busy. I, was, I think it was. It looked like it was packed. It was pretty close anyway. Cool. Very good. Excellent. I think we'll go to Elizabeth because Dave's still tapping away and trying to sort himself out. Uh, Elizabeth, how are you doing? Doing good. Just keeping on, keeping on over here. Very nice. And you've been away this week, haven't you? Is, is that right? Well, away, out of the city. Nice. I was back at my parents' place, which is just about an hour and a half to two hours, depending on traffic outside of Toronto. Out uh, towards London, actually. Not that far, but ah. in Mark's general direction. Nice. <laughs> Very- very good. Here comes high. <laughs> and well, no, that would have been about another forty-five minutes to an hour. Okay. <laughs> and and weather weather good for you? Was it is it nice spring days and all that sort of stuff? Oh, it's nice today. We had some rain over the weekend, but um, yeah, not too bad. It's supposed to get pretty hot again later this week. Very nice. Very good. Great to have you with us. Thank you. Dave, uh, you've finally sorted out your technology. Yeah, sort of. What made a workaround? Just the uh, HP problems. Never has Elite been more loosely used in its life. <laughs> yeah, all good. Oh, good. Well, great. And and how's your week been? Uh, it's been okay. It's been all right. Nothing, nothing especially interesting. I'm afraid. Yeah. No, well, no, it's okay. You know, you can have have a quieter week. It's uh, that's not a problem. Any any rounds of golf? Uh, just one last Thursday. Let's move on. Okay. <laughs> how many how many over par was that one then? 
Uh, it was match play I was playing. I was playing oh, a team right. match. So I play for the club team. So you play. It's like singles match play. There's like eight games. So yeah, wasn't good. Oh. Didn't win the game. Team just lost. Frustrating one. Hey, but a bad day in the golf course is better than a good day at work. That's what they say. Yeah, totally. Yeah, very good. Well, well done. Uh, welcome uh, this evening. Hopefully, you're. Are you on your phone now? Is that is that what you're using? Let's <laughs> hope the battery. Hoping the battery lasts. So, oh, no. the, see one of <laughs> yeah, for, all the questions will be coming to you for the first 20 minutes and then we'll watch yep. you slowly die oh and now he's gone uh, actually, <laughs> just as i said actually, it i actually just thought to myself a bit of check how much battery i've actually got there uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll right. it out. yeah well keep going as long as you can that that's that's fine well great well let's um let's dive straight in it's been quite a week i, I think no, none of us got the record right this week, did we? I don't think anybody. I think I. I know I went six and zero. Oh. Uh, Elizabeth, were you five and one? I think last no four and two. Oh, no, no, I was. I was no. I was on board the six and zero oh train. Oh, you were the six and zero oh as well. Yeah, Mark, you were. Where were you? Just I was six and zero oh as well. Okay, and Dave, you were. Uh, yeah, I said if they won Monday night, they would win six and zero. Oh. So yeah, they won Monday night. They didn't win six and zero. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> So two series wins though, so that's that's positive. Got to take you know take take the uh, the wins when they come along. A couple of uh, uh, moments I think we'll sort of focus in on this evening. But let's uh, let's talk about the talk of the week, uh, which wasn't Dave's round of golf. It was the calling up finally of Gabriel Moreno and Mark in the middle of the night here. Well, it felt like the middle of the night sent us all a text message in capital letters that it that he'd been called up. Uh, so, Mark, let's let's start with you because you were clearly super psychic, excited. What did you make of um, Gabriel's forthcoming games and uh, his arrival at the Toronto Blue Jays? He looked great for his first two games in the major leagues. He got, I think he only, did he only just get the one hit yeah. in game one? But but he hit the ball hard. I don't I don't even remember him striking out. Maybe he did, but no, I, don't, um, I don't think he did. But I feel out. like I don't feel like he did. And he he made contact. He hit two or three good hard line drives that just happened to go right at people. But I mean, I actually that that game that we lost, um, he hit a two out single in the ninth, up a hundred and one mile an hour fastball. And he yep. extended the inning, and we almost we we were one pitch away from winning that game, thanks to partly thanks to him for keeping the inning going. Yeah, he scored the one run, so uh, he threw he threw that runner out at second base. Uh, fantastic throw! I know that Bo missed the ball. Yep. Uh, Bo dropped it, but he still he still got credit for throwing the runner out. And then the scoring just gave Bo an error that allowed the runner to. Mm get second base so he still got credit for for throwing the guy out I mean that was a great throw he, he pretty much did everything even just a little bit but he did everything that we were hoping to see from him he he showed us his arm he he did pretty well at the plate he looked comfortable it was great great so he, he ticked all the boxes for you in terms of your anticipation or were you hoping you know he would get a home run or something I, I, you know it's always difficult sure. Yeah, I mean, you always I'd love I'd love for him to have gone seven for seven with two home runs or something like that, obviously. But I mean, for a guy just playing his first two major league games, I don't I try not to look too much at the at the results and just focus on how comfortable does he look? He's hitting the ball hard. Is he calling a good game? Is you know, his arm look good at the behind the play? Like I, I mostly look for that kind of things. The results will come if he's if he's got a good approach and he's comfortable. Yeah, very good. I still think the results were okay. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, no, I wasn't criticizing. It was just uh, it, in terms yeah, yeah. of your, your own expectation of what you were hoping to see. Did it did it fulfill that? That, that was really where I was. I going. think so. Yeah. Yeah. Cool, uh, Elizabeth. What was your uh, excitement level? Were you pleased they called him up at that moment in time? Do you feel it was the right point? Uh, obviously, we got the injury with Danny and and so on. Was it the right time to? bring him into the bigs? I mean, 
Yes and no. I think, Steve, when you and I were on the watch party together there, I had said that I didn't necessarily think that they needed to call Moreno up right now because the pitching was doing pretty well. And why bring in a guy who hasn't had the opportunity to catch any of these starters yet? Because Moreno had all those visa issues in the shortened spring training. So he didn't have a chance to get in any games with these guys. And we had Kirk and Collins there and I thought they'll probably only call it call Moreno up if it looks like Danny's going to be out yeah longer than they think but everything I've heard makes it sound like Danny's actually going to be back sooner Mm. than they so I'm not too sure about that so when they I was a little surprised when they brought up Moreno but I wasn't necessarily thinking like oh this is a dumb move don't do it sure I was just and at the same time, I was like, well, you know what? Maybe now is the time to do it when the team's rolling and they're not bringing them up with these huge expectations going, hey, the team's struggling. We need something to turn this ship around. Moreno, here you come. You're going to be the savior of everything. Like bring them up when the team's already doing well and he can just mm. kind of slide in when things are already going well. Mm. And it's a little lower pressure. Yeah. I do wonder with these guys when they come up from AAA for the first time, it seems more often than not they are coming up because there is a, a situation already happening within the, the team that means that they are calling upon them rather than, as you're saying, that sort of sliding into the team and having a sort of almost a quite a quiet entry. Uh, it always feels, I think when Manoa came up, you know, that was a story with him that there was a need and, okay, he's performing really well. Let's bring bring them in. But these guys, I mean, I, t- I mean, if, I don't know how much. I mean, they're obviously around, you know, the the, the first team guys a lot in spring training. They, they he would have seen them a lot. He would have been catching for them through through those games. I mean, Mark, do you think the dynamic of of being in a in a major league game as opposed to a spring training game, how much step up do you think that's going to be for somebody? I think it's huge. It's yeah. huge. Like everybody in the major leagues is an the worst player in major leagues is is amazing. Like, sure, we bitch and complain about them, yeah, not performing. Like Zimmer and 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 and, and these guys, Collins, and, and we'll, we'll sit here and we'll talk about like how bad they how bad they are, but they're actually like they're all awesome. So, for Gabriel Moreno to have to face major league pitchers mm. every single at bat, I mean, I think he's ready for it. But it's definitely a huge step up, yeah. right? It's, and he has to, to like, like uh, Elizabeth said, to catch major league pitching too. The guys that he's he's still got to learn these guys and whatnot. Like, it's a, it's a huge step. Yeah, there's a reason why why can't miss stars like Vladdy struggle for Vladdy struggled for a year or so before he really took off. He's struggling again right now. Sure. So I think uh, I think it's a huge deal. Yeah. Do you think his family? I, do you th- I mean, do you think his family? I, 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 I try to remember on the first game because uh, I did watch it. Uh, I can't remember was his family there uh, uh, to see him make his? Because I, I, I remember particularly with Manoa last year, they seemed to make a big yeah. deal of his family uh, being. I think it was at the Yankee Stadium, wasn't it, when he made his uh, debut? Yeah. Uh, I mean, big deal. Twenty-two years old, isn't he? And we we think you know, Vladdy's been around what three, four years in and around the ball club. Um, Moreno's coming up and he's the same age as Vladdy now. I, it must be a massive moment for any any ball player. And I think for me, I think he did everything he needed to do. I, as you say, I think it was a fairly steady performance. I don't think it was it was uh, out of this world, but equally it wasn't, you know, an awful um, debut at all. Uh, and I particularly like that play when he uh, threw to second and bow you know, tried to pick him off. And actually it was, it was the, it was right on the money, wasn't it? You know, it was the guy sliding in. Perfect throw. Yeah, totally. And yeah, un- unusual for Bo not to make that. And, uh, but it is what it is. Great, great to see him up and running. Great to see him uh, performing reasonably well. Elizabeth, where do you see the catching position going? You know, let's, let's assume Danny's not too far away. You're the manager. What would you want to see play out here? And of course, one thing we haven't mentioned is Zach Collins, of course, played, I think, in 
at least one game last week where he homered as well. So he's continuing to perform well. We'll just keep the Zach Collins appreciation uh, going for a little bit longer. But yeah, so you've got four guys now in and around the team. How would you unfold that? Well, I mean, Zach Collins is good for the occasional home run, but he's the the weakest of, I mean, it, it's hard to tell. Obviously, you're not sending Moreno back because you just brought him yep. up. But then if you look at Kirk, Jansen, Collins, Collins is obviously the weak link of those three. Yep. Um, so assuming Danny does get back relatively quickly, I, I don't know if that suggests that there's a trade in the works because I don't know that they need to carry three catchers for all that long, especially because they are using that DH slot to platoon a lot of players and give George Springer and Guriel Jr. and Vladdy time off. They'll need that DH spot even more if Matt Chapman's going to be out any more significant time and you have to move Espinal over to third and have Biggio at second on a regular basis. Yeah, yeah, I'm just sorry, th- thinking through then what you're saying. You yeah. Then you can't platoon Biggio in at first to give Vladdy an off day. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it becomes more complicated. Um so yeah, I think it's going to be really interesting to see what they do. Like obviously Moreno's up and Moreno's staying up. He's um what happens between Kirk and yeah. Jansen? That I honestly this is why I'm not the manager. I have no um, <laughs> Oh, come on. We we'd love you I as our manager. No but I do have to like rewind just a few minutes here and go back to Mark's comment about how even the worst MLB player is amazing. So Mark just admitted that Rugnet Odor is amazing. Yes. He's better than I am. He's a lot better than I am. <laughs> he okay. might be he might be the worst player in Major League Baseball, but he's still a lot better than I am. <laughs> oh, very rich compliments going on there, Mark. <laughs> I think I yeah, I mean I think yeah, who who'd be a manager, eh? In terms of making these calls, because they've they've all well, I mean obviously Kirk and Jansen have both performed really well. I mean, Danny, you know, in and out, in and out of the team because of injury. And every time he comes in and last year, he was like struggling a bit, wasn't he at the plate? And, and uh, there was concern about his offense last year, not, not being what it needed to be, you know, great defensively behind the plate. But when he, when he got the bat in hand, it wasn't happening. And now this year for whatever they've been working on over the off season has clearly made some sort of difference to him and so i i mean it's been fab to see him doing it and of course um alejandro kirk is just still just raking it in and doing what he needs to do uh, i don't know how they're going to unfold it to be honest i think i think the trade is is a good show Elizabeth, i think for me you have to you have to believe that there's going to be something that's going to happen and we're going to see at least a significant player move on um Who's that going to be? I could see them having three catchers in the meantime, not rushing the trade. Sure, yeah. But I could see them going with like uh, Kirk as a permanent DH, and then back and forth between Moreno and Jansen, yeah, uh, catcher, something like that, at least temporarily until they, rather than racing rushing a trade. Like yeah. I, I think they're going to make a trade, but I think they'll take their time, and in the meantime, they'll have all three up. Yeah. No, absolutely, and I think I think. There is no panic here to to make anything happen, uh, particularly while you know Jano's out uh, on, and on the sidelines. I think when all three are around, that's when you know how do you keep everybody happy? The normal manager's nightmare, I'd imagine. But um, Elizabeth, you just uh, in passing sort of made the reference to Matt Chapman being out, so let's just uh, dig into that one a little bit. Uh, so we're not quite sure how long he's going to be out with this wrist issue. Your shout was that you thought they'd move Espinal across to third and put Biggio at second, uh, as opposed to putting Biggio at third. Would would that be your preferred arrangement? Yeah, I think I think Espinal has more experience at third, and I feel more comfortable with him at third. And I think Cavins played more second 
yeah. than he has third. And I mean, to, and that's what tonight's lineup is, is Espinal at third and Biggio at second. So I think it's probably what they'll stick with until yeah. Chapman comes back. I mean, at this point, he's still day to day. They're not actually putting him on the injured list at all. So I guess we just have to wait and see, see what exactly happens. how long that lasts. They said it's just soreness. So I don't think he'll be out that long. A couple more, maybe another game or two. Yeah, although they did say yesterday, I think he was really struggling even in, you know, just batting practice and stuff. They just couldn't couldn't do it. So, you know, how long how long the soreness will, will last for. Uh, Dave, are you back with us? I'm not the best uh, connection. I'm, uh, can you hear me okay? Robot, Dave. <laughs> okay, we have a Dalek in the room, people. <laughs> oh, man. You're having uh, clearly the internet's not stretching to Scotland this evening. Is that any better? <laughs> Massive delay, but not not great to be honest. Uh, don't don't worry if you want to drop off, that's absolutely fine. Um, or if you want to listen in, and uh, you can get in the chat. You can talk to us via the chat, Dave. Um, yeah, I'll ask awkward questions. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You're now getting. <laughs> Lots of abuse on YouTube, I can see. So that's good. Uh, people love you. Perfect. <laughs> oh, great. Okay. Well, <laughs> let's let's just see see how we go, and uh, just go, uh, go forward. Dave, <laughs> let's just just try you uh, on the Biggio, Espinal, Matt Chapman injury. Uh, any, any concerns in terms of Santiago being back at third base? Uh, it's not ideal what we want, but. I'm hopeful that they can cover him. I think offensively it's it's fine the way the two of them are playing, but defensively, obviously, that's not what we want. But yeah, hopefully they can they can get by. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Espinal made a phenomenal play down the line yesterday or the day before. And yeah, play the match Chapman might not have been able to make it. Was it was fantastic? Yeah. And then I think in the same game, Biggio made two nice line drive double plays. Caught a couple of guys leading. So, I mean, the defense has been pretty good from Espinal and Biggio so far in second and third. Yeah. Yeah. And, and last year they platooned really well together, didn't they, to be fair? Yeah. Um, and I think with Biggio as well, one of the things that I've been really pleased to see, well, all of us, I'm sure, have been really pleased to see is in terms of his bat warming up a bit as well. And he's getting some quite key yeah. hits at key points in games. Um, you know, Great, great to see that happening, Elizabeth. You, you happy with Biggio coming to the plate? Is he, is he working his way back into the starting lineup, or do you feel he's still a little way away? Uh no, I think he's getting there. Um, I mean, he's at the bottom of the lineup, which is he's not sure. working his way up in the lineup. I will say <laughs> that necessarily. I don't want to see him any higher than where he's batting, but uh, yeah. it's good to see him get on base, get some hits, some hard hit balls. And just doing, I think his batting average is up over 200 at this point, if I'm not mistaken, which is for a guy who wasn't even above 100 for the longest time, he's doing pretty good. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I think obviously his time down in AAA clearly did did the job for him, didn't it? Uh, they've worked on something and he's turning it around and it's great to see. And I, I think he, he was interviewed, uh, it was, I think, before... Marino was, I think Marino had been called up but hadn't had his first game and they were interviewing him and it was great just to, to reflect a little bit in terms of his own storyline and stuff and, and the importance of what they're doing down at AAA and how, how he valued that time down there. Uh, and, I, and I think I think mentally for, for a player, it must be quite, quite humbling to be sent back down to the minors. Um, but ultimately it's a sort of you know bit like bit like football sometimes it's best to play backwards before you go back forwards and i think for him that's been a really good thing okay well let's um just have a little chat about the the pitching scenario uh our starting pitchers have had well there's been a bit of a mixed bag to be honest haven't we we've had uh who had a, a a stonking outing let's start let's start with him mark what did you make of Jose's eight innings this week. He started off a little slow and then he was, I remember uh, <laughs> in some Twitter or Facebook post or something after the first inning, somebody was like having an absolute meltdown over how bad Barrios was. And then he 
went like eight innings and broke his personal record for strikeouts and pretty much didn't allow another hit the rest of the game. So we gave that guy a hard time, but what he, he was fantastic other than a little, a little hiccup in the first. He was amazing. Probably his best game of the year. Yeah, I'd agree. Dave, did you, uh, did you catch Bruce's uh, acting at all? Uh, I think I did. I think I watched. That was tonight. I think I watched it the next day, maybe. Yep. Yeah. It, it was Friday night's game. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I definitely I did. I watched it Saturday. Um, yeah, it was good to see and like, yeah, it's great. Like it, after, as Mark said, after the first, like it was just like as plain sailing as you're going to get. Really, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, I feel like, though, I feel like we get, do you know, we have like two or three starters on form and then somebody else starts turning it around and one of the two or three on form starts going the other way and you're like, guys, come on, yeah. all together. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was chatting to Karen Suter this week who helps out with uh, Jace on the Couch pod and, and, and has her own uh, pod as well. And uh, we were just chatting about the, the starting pitches, you know, at the beginning of the season, we, everybody was saying, or I think we, we were, everybody was saying, that if it wasn't the best starting rotation, it was certainly one of the best starting rotations across the whole of the majors. And I think reflecting what you're just saying, Dave, is that we've not actually seen all five of them motoring. That They've all had moments where they've looked good. And I would say that of all of them, actually, they've all had moments where they've been good. And some of them, perhaps some more than others, have had not such good outings, but um, you think where Brias was on that opening day game and, and where he appears to be working towards now, uh, nice trajectory. Uh, Elizabeth, do you think he should have been given the complete game? I think we had a couple of comments when we were texting about this this week in our group uh, that I think his pitch count was quite high by that point. Is, is, is the complete game never going to happen under Charlie's management? Is he just not interested? <laughs> I mean, it might not. I feel like I'm not really one to necessarily answer that one about Barrios because that was I didn't get a chance to watch that game, and that was me actually asking about yeah. it in the chat. Oh, there you are. I didn't I... watch it, and it was Mark who pointed out that his pitch count was pretty high at that point. I mean, if, if he didn't we... have a shutout, he didn't have a shutout either. So no, whatever. Yeah. So if if he if he wasn't you know throwing a fit in the dugout saying no I want to go have a complete game, then I'm fine with it. Like sure we had all the run support in the world for him, but hey, a, a win is a win, and I'll I'll take it. I don't care if Trent Thornton comes in or Jeremy Beasley or whoever. That was a perfect Beasley moment. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if if there ever was one, that was it. <laughs> it was just nice that it was finally not a one-run ball game. I'm tired of one-run ball games. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. We've had a few blowouts this week. Yeah, we'll get, yeah. We're, we're, we're we've gonna... had so many that we had to throw Romano in when we had a six-run lead. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it was crazy. I was just like, oh, it's not safe. What's he doing there? Uh, to, yeah. Got to keep the arm moving. Um, okay, so let's just uh, go through the other guys in terms of their performances this week. Uh, let's go from Brias, who had, you know, great, really great outing. Uh, Kukichu at the other end of the scale. Oh, yeah. Um, he was bad. He wasn't great, was he? Uh, was it two thirds of an inning? And uh, yeah. Dave, did you manage to catch catch his game at all? Uh, I think I did. Yeah, I'm struggling to remember the games this week. I think my problem is. I've actually, I think I've watched more this week than most weeks. Yeah. That's why I'm not remembering. Normally I'm like, yeah, that was the one I watched or that, that was one of the two I watched. Yeah. yeah. That was, yeah, that was the Wednesday. That was a day, the day game for, well, the sort of late day game for yeah. us. Um, so yeah, we unfortunately don't be doing very well with day games over here. Um, but yeah, that was uh, Wednesday's game. Yeah. Two thirds of an inning. Where do we go with him? Do you think we... Do you think they're just going to keep persevering, just trying to work on it, and Pete Walker doing his magic? For now, I think they need to. I think they need to yeah, I don't, like, but at the same time, I think we're probably going to come onto that at some point. But I look at what Ross Strutman's doing, and I'm like, yeah, let's talk about him now. Go, go for it. He kind of, he looks like he's earned a shot, doesn't he? 
General League, he's two starts this week. Absolutely brilliant. Yep. Yeah, yeah no, it's, he's hard, been, it's hard to see why he shouldn't get a shot. But So who would you, if you're going to give him a shot, who, who would you pull out? I mean, obviously they're now Ryu's out and that's fine. If he comes back and he's decent, then it's probably Kikuchi. But but as we said, they've all showed flashes of being great. So it's in there. But we can want it a wee bit more often. Yeah. Yeah, did you see it, Elizabeth? That was the Wednesday night game, which was the I think that was the day we were doing the um, Zoom watch party thing because uh, we were on YouTube and you were on Sportsnet. Um, any any thoughts on where they go with Kikuchi? Is it? I think they just keep working with him because I mean he has had starts where he's been amazing. There's something about like it. Okay, his last start, he didn't make it out of the first, so you couldn't tell. But first inning Kikuchi is always an adventure because even in the games where he's put pitched well, yep. the first inning has been dicey. And he's either, like, given up a couple of runs and then got out of it and been shut down, or he's had, like, a ton of runners on base and managed to squeak out of it without allowing a run. First inning Kikuchi is a complete utter disaster, and if you can make it out without getting bombed, you're great. And then after that, then you find out what Kikuchi is going to do. If if Kikuchi comes back for the second and he's an absolute adventure again, then you're in for a really rough ride. But if he can come back for that second inning and get it together and get rolling, then he can have a pretty good outing. So I think he just needs to work with Pete and figure out what is it about that first inning? Like, why is he not ready? It's like in hockey, they always say the players didn't start on time. It's like Kikuchi doesn't start on time. He doesn't come out ready to go. And I don't know if they have to like, prep or something. I feel like he needs a little bit of time to get his like his accuracy down correctly. I could be wrong. I could be way wrong. That's just my feeling. Like when a guy struggles in the first inning and then he and then all of a sudden he figures it out and he starts doing better. I think nine, 99% of the time, that's just location. He just couldn't, he wasn't hitting his spots in the first inning, and then he started to warm up a little bit. Yeah. And he just kind of he kind of figured it out. I but feel that, I feel like that's his problem. But that has yeah, to. Yeah, but need to find a way to actually yeah. figure out how to be ready to hit the spots in the first inning. Yeah, I know. Yeah, absolutely. That's got to be to do with the warm up routine, isn't it? I mean, he yeah. should be, he should be knowing what he's about to do by the time he he hits that mound and starts the game. Uh, I, I think there was a bit of discussion this week about Gosman because there was also some debate about his. Uh, splitters in terms of he was just hitting so many out of the zone and you know that's what it's designed to do but he it just at times he need there was times when he needed to put it up a bit and and his fastball was was up out of the zone where it needed to be down a little bit and it's just and there was i, I can't remember which show i was listening to or which comment um commentary was i on, saw that but, yeah 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 where they were just talking about that's that's all part of the preparation for a starting pitcher is that you have to do that hard work in the warm-up in the bullpen get yourself ready know that you've you've got your release points know that you're going to hit the target where you want to hit the target from the get-go and and I, I was just trying to find um the the box score for Wednesday when Kikuchi was um because I can't remember quite what the damage was that caused him to oh they went three nil down yeah okay so I mean, three, I know it's three, but three's not massive. Three's definitely come back from. We tied it. We tied it in the third. It was yeah. three, three in the third. Yeah, yeah. So, do yeah. do you think do you think they pressed the panic button too soon? I don't think they. I mean, they came back, then they gave up the lead again. I don't. I I can't remember who was pitching when they, like Trent Thornton. Uh, let's have a look. Pitched, I got. I got. So it looks like Trevor Richard gave up three three runs in an inning and a yeah, third. Ri- ri- yeah, Richards gave it up. Yeah, he gave up the three three. He has runs. not been pitching well lately. So, Rich- yeah. No, Richards. No, he hasn't. Yeah, so I just... I mean, just go- hit- Sorry, so just to go back go to Kikuchu, it's just, for me, it's like, well, what what score does the score have to be in order for, you know, for the, 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 the management team to think, actually, he could work his way out of this, you know, uh, you think back to the opening game, which uh, is the obvious one to go to in terms of where they caught up Boris 
early on, that was in a much more dynamic situation than this particular game on Wednesday. Oh, maybe they just know, do you know what, he hasn't got it tonight? I I don't know. Yeah, but 45 pitches as well, though. Like, yeah. Having not played baseball, I can only imagine, but there must be a point where you're like, doing that without a break and then a break for the innings or whatever, it must be really tiring. Well, Mark is our expert uh, baseball player, of course, in, in this <laughs> podcast. You know, he plays high-level... High Something rather high level, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> give, give us your verdict on forty-five pitches for an opening starter then in MLB, Mark. From your grand experience, in one or two innings, that's not good. I mean, it's obviously you struggled. Yeah. I mean, I think what's the average about 14, 13, 14 an inning or something like that? Yeah, they say is about is about what what you should be pitching. Yeah. So yeah, forty-five. What did he pitch? Two innings. That's not good. Yeah. Well, no, he's, he was out in the first inning, wasn't he? he was the first inning? So, yeah, that's horrible. Yeah, so, yeah. It clearly was horrible. Uh, but I just wonder whether, you know, where they're trying to stretch the ball pen out uh, a bit longer. It's a long game, isn't it, when you pull your starting pitcher out I mean, in the first inning? You that, could, that's, he that's could keep going at 45 pitches, but if he doesn't have it, you're, you might be down 6 nothing before you take him out, right? Yeah, sure. That's the problem. He was just – I think they tried. But I think he – I'm pretty sure the last batter they gave him, he walked. I, I could be wrong. If memory serves correctly, I think he walked that batter. And when you've already given up two or three runs and you're still walking, guys, Yeah. like you just can't – you can't let the bleeding keep going for too long. Yeah, so he, he uh, had two hits, three runs, uh, obviously three earned runs, uh, four walks – and a couple of strikeouts, so that was his outing for. Four walks is far more concerning than the three hits. Yeah, yeah. Like that's... you gotta, you gotta throw strikes. Yeah. That's that's that tells me the same thing that I said before: is he wasn't, he 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 couldn't hit his, uh, he had no accuracy, he couldn't hit his spots. Yeah. That's when you start the four walks is when you start seeing that meme come up on Twitter with uh, from the Simpsons of the guy going, "Stop! He's already dead." <laughs> <laughs> That was a very good uh, description there, Elizabeth. Very good. Um, Dave, you, have you got YouTube in front of you or is your technology not even... Uh, uh, I've uh, not even tried. <laughs> okay. Uh, let me just uh, see. There's, I see a few... Oh, go on then, Elizabeth. If you want to... Um, can you just sort of take us through uh, a few comments? I see you going backwards and forwards between Colin and Mike at the moment. Yeah, they're having a, they're having a little discussion about the relievers and how Mike Mike says... Um, that game where Kikuchi was pilled, pulled in the first highlighted how bad the bullpen is. We're not winning anything in October with these relievers and Colin agrees. Mm. Okay. Well, that's probably very true. I think there's a bit of strengthening that's going to be needed, isn't there, in the bullpen before we get to October. Let's get to October first before we start panicking. We need to obviously get the wins under the belt at the moment. But uh, yeah, thanks guys. Keep Keep, keep the comments coming through. Uh, let's just um, tail out on the other couple of uh, – well, Gosman we sort of mentioned. He had – he didn't have a great outing, but he had a steady outing, six innings pitched. Um, Dave, did you manage to catch up on um... – Yeah, I think after his previous outing, that was – I certainly felt pleased to see that. It was – seemed to be back in the right track. It didn't need to be a lights out, but just better. Yeah. It was good to see. Yeah. And of course, yeah, that was confidence back. Yeah, and that was on uh, Marino's debut that day, wasn't it? Which they, they of course, lost. Um, and who have I missed? Da, 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 uh... Manoa. Oh, Manoa. Yes, of course. I did ring my head. I've missed. Yes, no, Manoa's had uh, a couple of sterling outings as well. He's on tonight as well. Um, no no concerns there. I think we're all happy with how he's doing. Manoa's an absolute stud. He's he's the best pitcher we have. He's yeah been the most... The most uh, dominant and the most consistent by far yeah yeah you you almost uh look at the starting or the opening pitches and just think this is almost a game winning moment isn't it so yeah uh i see mike says yeah no concerns on manoa either okay very good right uh let's just uh talk about we talked about um some shutout wins so let's uh just go around on that how good is it uh elizabeth to start with you to have a few games where uh, we have just been so dominant 
Um, nice to go with a clean clean sheet as well. Uh, what's your take on the offense and generally how they're they're playing at the moment? Oh, it's so great to see it. Like these are the bats coming around that everybody was waiting for at the beginning of the season going, when are these guys going to start hitting? And now they're starting hitting and you're seeing guys get back to back hits. We're getting actually like runners with scoring um, hits with runners in scoring position. It's crazy. It's madness. Yeah. But I think like that can help like, um, especially when we play on the road, if, since we hit first, if you, if you get Springer come up and hit a leadoff home run, then all of a sudden your starting pitcher is coming in with run support already to begin with. Then that's like, that gives them room to breathe and go like, Hey, I don't feel like I have to be pinpoint finesse right out of the gate. You'd like them to be, and it's nice, but they don't have that pressure on them feeling like, cause how many times on this podcast did we talk about how, it felt like as soon as the Jays were down by one run, that was it game over and we're not coming back and we can't win it because of all the one run games and nobody was hitting. Yep. So now as soon as we have a run to play with, we're like, Oh yeah, we can do this. That's no problem. We got it. Yeah. Very good. We're at the heart of the order. Yes. Yeah. If we're in the heart of the order, then the innings over these days, I feel <laughs> like it's been uh, Moreno will get a single and then uh, Biggio will walk and then Springer will hit a single and Bichette will hit a single and then Vladdy will hit into a double play and Teoscar will strike out and the inning's over. <laughs> oh, you're full of the joys. Vladdy and Teoscar have been the only weak spots in our batting order. Yeah. Well, actually, Teoscar's been heating up lately. Yeah, uh, well, let's let's just talk about those two guys. So let's, let's deal with Vladdy first. So, I mean, I, I was just making a note earlier today. Uh, so he's homered... Uh, twice over the last six games. Is that right? He's got a couple of RBIs as well. Is that enough? Not for Vladdy. The homers is fine. I don't care about how many homers he hits as much as yesterday that was in that bat. And every pitch was four inches outside and almost bouncing the ground. And he's, he's swinging at everything. Mm. And it's just that's not the Vladdy that we used to, that we saw last year. Like no. he he had such a good eye last year. He he hit three hundred. It looked like everything. Like even this year, you see some pitches where he'll foul a ball off that's right in the middle of the plate, and you think, man, last year that ball would have been four hundred and sixty feet out of the out of the park. Yep. But he's just. I think he'll come around. I'm comfortable with that. So it's actually great that guys like Kirk. And Biggio and all these other guys are are picking up the slack because Vladdy's too good a hitter to he'll come around eventually. And once he does, look out! Like they're firing right now on everybody's rolling except for Vlad, really. Yep. So yeah, I mean, I think he's there and thereabouts. It, yeah, it's clearly not. I I don't know what the um, home run prediction is for him on his current form for this season. Uh, but it's clearly down on what it's going to be from last year, I'd imagine. Uh, so he's got to have a massive upturn in form to, because I think all of us, well, I, I thought I, I certainly I thought that he would perhaps even exceed what happened last year. Dave, are you, are you still uh, any concerns for you in terms of where Vlad's at the moment? Um, I think I think he just needs to adjust. I think I feel like all the the opposing pitchers have adjusted them in their they're pitching down the way, down the way, down the way all the time. They're just not... I think they're happy to give up singles to them, but they just don't want to give up home runs to them, which yeah. is fine. So it's kind of up to him to make the adjustment now and how does he counter that? You know, because you look at... Like, let's say, look at Aaron Judge. Like, he seems to be dangerous everywhere. It's not... You know, he doesn't have... Like, they'll try and pitch him up and in, but he can still hit it out of the park. You don't... I, I don't really see that happening much with Vladdy, and maybe it's, uh, he's maybe just struggling a wee bit now and chasing it a bit. But yeah, he'll uh, be fine. Like he'll, he's he's too good not to be. He'll still turn it around, and he's still. I, th- I would think he's like average and on base and stuff like that. It's still above kind of major league average, and wasn't that he's not obviously meant to be a major league average player. He's meant to be an elite player. Yeah, but yeah, I think I think he will turn it around. Yeah. 
But you can see he's frustrated. Like he obviously a couple of weeks ago he snapped his back. I thought it was that last night. He made an out and just slammed his back down and everything. You can see it. You can see he's frustrated by it. Mm. Yeah, I think it is what it is, isn't it? I mean, it? Only time will will tell us how well he can change whatever he needs to change in order for him to get the success that he had last year. Elizabeth, do you think with him not performing quite so well, what impact that might have long term in terms of postseason hopes and dreams? Um, I think as long as the rest of the team is is going the way they are, continues to do well, it's not going to really have much effect. Like Mark was saying, he'll come around eventually. He's too good not to. And I think he's sure. kind of in his own head right now a little bit that he's just like he's over trying. He's he knows everybody expects way more from him. And and it's getting to him and all the, the double plays that he keeps hitting into are probably even more frustrating than just the, the strikeouts, because then you're now you've got two outs and, and it feels like nine times out of 10 when that happens, you've also ended the inning and killed a potential rally. Yeah. So I, I think I think a lot of it is just probably like him in his own head about it, too. And he's got to kind of just find a way to shut all that out and, and and just do his thing. But yeah, there probably is a certain element of pitchers are adjusting to him as well. So he has to figure out how to adjust back. But I have every faith that he's going to make that adjustment. Yeah, I, I think I think in terms of, uh, you know, the pitchers reading the game, I, I think this was a little bit we I think we spoke last week about uh, Gosman and, you know, tipping pitches and, and sort of might have been in our Zoom party. I can't remember now. Um, but in terms of, you know, batters are now anticipating what pitches will do. And I think conversely, pitches are understanding how batters perform and what they're likely to run after. And obviously that's all part of the, the game strategy, isn't it? And and I think for me, just watching Vladdy, it, it reminds me a little bit of where Bo was, you know, a few weeks ago. And uh, we often saw sort of clips of him sitting on the um, on the bench, looking very disgruntled with himself and looking at iPads and trying to sort out everything that's going on. And there's nothing more than a pressure cooker of not performing. And you have every camera in the ballpark looking at you for every nuance of move and emotion. So, yeah, huge challenge for, for these guys, I'm sure. But we have confidence in him. We believe he's going to come back because we are part of the Elizabeth Hart Glass Half Full Club. And uh, we are always going to see him come through. Uh, just in terms of the... More than half full, oh, friend. look at that. There oh. you are. You <laughs> see. Yes, almost to the brim. Excellent. I'm liking that. <laughs> uh, uh, we, we talked a little bit about Tiosca. I can't remember who mentioned it. Uh, Mark, Tiosca's starting to show a little bit of form now. You, yeah. you, you're He's getting a little see. better the last couple of weeks. Yeah. No, that's been that's been great to see. I mean, I was just uh, as I was running through the games um, this afternoon. Uh, yes, yeah, so Espinal. Uh, we haven't talked about Espinal in terms of his offense, so he's still he's still doing well. Um, certainly, home run last Monday. A uh, couple of RBIs in there as well. Uh, I I want to just. Just what I'm thinking, and I've and I've seen it go through on the chat by Mike about voting Espinal for the All Star Game. Uh, I just thought it'd be fun just to have a little two minutes on on voting and and who you'd like to see. I got these four guys here on the wall behind me who were at the All Star Game last year. Who do we think is going to be representing the Jays? Um, let's start with you, Mark. What where do you think the votes are going to go? Um, Romano, I think might make it. I think Manoa will make it. Yeah, and I think Kirk might be have the best shot of any of our hitters to make it. Okay, I, I think maybe if Vladdy makes it, it'll just be because of name. I don't think he earned it. He's earned it this first half, or Bichette, or I don't think any of our batters. Maybe maybe Espinal. And Kirk, that's about all I think really have earned it this year. Yeah, but I don't, I don't think they'll vote for Espinal. I don't think Espinal will make it. Uh, no, I just don't think he's big enough name, really, is he for for it? But yeah. Elizabeth, what would who would you like to see representing RJ's? I I think the same ones: Romano, Manoa, and and Kirk. 
I, I think Espinal, as much as Jay's fans like to say Espinal should be there, I think part of that is that he's, he's been so much better than we expected him to be. Yep. It's not necessarily that he's that great in the league overall. He's doing really well for us and super happy for him that he's having a great season. Yep. But is he having an all-star season overall compared to the entire league? I don't know that he is. I think I think it's just because of what the expectations were for him going in that it kind of magnifies things for Jays fans that they're like, oh, we weren't expecting much from this guy at all, and all of a sudden now he's actually hitting really well. Woo! Yep. All star, yeah. It'd Come be on. cool for no, I'd love it. I think that would be super fun, but I don't know that it's realistic. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's just rained on our parade. Um, Dave, what do you feel? Yeah, I agree. I I feel like Manoa and Kirk are the two sayers almost, and Roman are slightly behind that. Espinel, yeah, I don't really think he's got much chance apart from anything else. He's like up against Altuve and folk like that. Like, yeah, nah, but you never know. Kevin Biggio, by the way, <laughs> who would have thought? Who would have thought the two players at this point with the highest on base percentage would be Kirk and in the Biggio? Yes. <laughs> Yeah, crazy stats, but no, yeah, the the three that we mentioned at the start, I think, yeah, if someone else goes like, I don't know, maybe Gossman, but that bad start he had a couple of starts ago might have made that difficult for him. But yeah, I, we'll see. I d- He's got I d- a few starts left anyway before that. Yeah, I I think some of these guys would have to really motor in these last few weeks before before the game to to push through. I don't think Gosman has performed well enough. Um, yeah. but but Manoa for me and Romano and and Kirk I think yeah I think you know you guys have named it already I think they are likely to be the the ones going forward and, and just remarkable really I mean particularly if you think you know Manoa and Kirk in terms of how little time they've been playing in in the major leagues to to be our most obvious candidates that's massive credit credit to them so we shall see uh guys have you have you made your votes have you have you put your your wishes in yet not not oh come I on not not well we need to um we need to get on to uh mlb.com and start voting uh for our boys right okay let's have a little uh just a little thought ahead in terms of this coming week uh so we have got the orioles and the Yankees. Um, Before we do that, one more person who should maybe go to the All-Star game is Adam Simber because he has more wins than most of our starters do this season. He's got six wins under his belt. Okay, here's, here's a question for you, Elizabeth, then. Do wins matter for a pitcher? Like for me personally, or do I think well, that no, they no, no. No, the no. actual picture? Like is Adam Simber sitting in his living room going, I got six wins. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, is it? Because there's loads of stats in baseball, aren't there? And some of them mean yeah. a lot and some mean not a lot. And so, you know, we've talked about the complete game and stuff, which seems to be that stat that's sort of dying and doesn't have a lot of relevance now. I, I just wonder with for, for pitchers, does getting the win actually mean a lot for them do do you think I don't think it really means that much especially for a middle relief pitcher like I mean late relief pitcher I guess like Simber where it's just kind of like irony that we happened to be down and always scored late in the game and came back when he was in the game so I don't think that much maybe it matters a little bit more for the starter where it's like you actually went long enough to qualify for the start because you have to pitch five innings and everything. But like I think for relievers, it doesn't really. Then it's just kind of a yeah a, a coincidence that you happened to be in the ball game when the team yeah scored the winning runs. Yeah, a lot of relievers get wins because they blew the they blew the lead. Sure, <laughs> it's not a good stat for relievers at all. It means it means nothing. If you come in with a two-run lead, you give up the two runs, and then your team wins the game, you get credit for a victory. Yeah, that's, that's true. horrible. Okay, so there you are, Mark. Mark Mark's, uh, <laughs> now it's it, it's Mark's okay team. for starters, but it does, it means nothing for relievers. Yeah. It's just a fluke. It's just lucky about timing, or you, or you blew the game, and then your team picked you up. 
So conversely, does a loss for a middle reliever mean anything? Yeah. Because yeah. it means you blew the game. Sure. Yeah. yeah. So so there there is a there's a half side to that story that actually matters, but not not the total full package. Yeah, interesting. Um Okay, let's just um, let's just jump, drop back onto the, uh, this coming week. Uh, so yeah, as I say, we have got uh, Baltimore uh, on uh, well Tuesday night here, Wednesday night here, and Thursday night. So all late games. Um, obviously, for you guys in Canada, that's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Uh, and then we oh no, it's four game series, isn't it? Uh, and then there is a evening game here Thursday at seven minutes past eight in the evening. So we get another day game. Uh, then we've got three games against uh, Yankees, um, Friday night game, and then again, two day games over the weekend. So three games for us to watch live easily. Um, how are we feeling about this week, Dave? Where, where are you? Because it's the first time we're playing the Orioles, isn't it, this season? So this yeah. is where the rubber hits the road. We've got to make these... I think we've got to yep. make these count. Where, where are you feeling? That's a swear. Yeah, we've been complaining about the Yankees having such an easy schedule. That's a swear ring to start walking the walk. Um, yeah. I would love to say we'd sweep the Orioles if we take three. That would still be good. If we can take three, I would love to see us win two against the Yankees. I was just trying to work out the pitching matchup there for the Yankees one. I think we've got Strickland, Manoa and Kikuchi, obviously. Yeah. Always faces the Yankees. So... Yeah, I mean, if we could, if we could win the first two, that would be amazing. But uh, yeah, uh, they're yes, not we're... not looking like letting up. But they've got a tough schedule coming up, though. The next they've got us and the Rays and the the Astros and stuff like this. So mm. we really need to try and make some ground up the now. Yeah, Kuchi no hit the Yankees till the seventh inning last time. He yeah. pitched against them, so who knows? Yeah, it, it could could be a shining moment. Um, Mark, where do you feel? this week's going to, or how this week's going to pan out? I thought about this because I know we do this every Monday and realistically, I think we'll lose one. We'll go three and one to the Orioles and two and one. I'm hoping two, two and one to the Yankees. I'm being a little optimistic, but. So you think you were more likely. That's what I'm aiming for. Okay. So what, why do you feel we might lose one to the Orioles? Who, who, who are you fearing that may not perform well? It's to me, it's, it's the, the same logic that Daniel used last week. I just feel like one of one of our pitch, we're going to have a bad game and we'll lose a game that we probably shouldn't. We shouldn't have lost a game to the Tigers and we shouldn't have lost a game to the Royals, but we did. Bad games happen. I just think we're going to, we're going to lose one to the Orioles. Okay. Uh, it won't be Manoa. It won't be tonight. Nope. But uh, I could see us losing like a stripling start or even uh Gosman hasn't looked that great. Kikuchi, I could see one of those guys losing a game. Yeah, so just in terms of the Orioles, um, they are... Yeah, so we're eight and a half games back. Orioles 18 and a half games back. Uh, they're on a two-game winning streak going into this evening. Um, so they've played better, I think, than probably most people anticipated at this point in time, I think would be fair to say. So maybe your three one is is fairly reflective. And what did you say against the Yankees? You hope to get two two out of the three. I'm hoping for two out of the three. I think if uh, yeah. that might be optimistic, but let's let's stick with that. Yeah. Okay. I still think the Blue Jays. If the Blue Jays are firing on all cylinders, and so are the Yankees, I still think that we're a better team overall. But I yeah. just think the Yankees have been on fire all year, and we haven't. Yeah. Elizabeth, where's your where's your money being placed? Oh, I'm not putting any money on this. I'm way too broke for that. <laughs> but I am going to say that we sweep the Orioles. Good girl. I would have been disappointed if you hadn't said anything other than that. Yeah, and then yep. I'm going to predict that that will give the team the confidence that they need and the Yankees can't keep playing at this pace forever and that we surprise them and sweep the Yankees too <gasps> and we're going 7-0. And oh, check it out. You heard it here Fill first, that people. Fill up, Dave. Yeah, <laughs> fill it up, fill it up. All the way, it's overflowing. Yeah. 
So we've just got a couple of uh, predictions. Uh, Mike reckons 4-3 overall. Okay. 3-1 uh, against the Orioles. Oh. Yeah. And uh, losing 2-1 to the Yankees. I think those are the only... Uh, and Carl has also said 4-3 uh, this week as well. So, come on, guys. We need a bit more positivity. You need to spend a bit more time listening to Elizabeth. Uh, you know, she she talks us into a good talk. I th I think, in reality, my, I'm not quite 7-0. and uh, I'd love to see the Orioles be swept. Uh, I, I really feel that's going to be a massive momentum shift for us. Uh, because of all the hype that we've been saying in terms of the starting um, lineups or schedule for the Yankees, and they've had the Orioles a thousand times already, and we haven't. Uh, so I think if we could get a sweep there, that would be huge. Uh, as much as I hate to say it, I just can't see us sweeping the Yankees. Um, so I, I'd take a 2-1. Definitely take a 2-1, so I'm, I'm going to hedge my bets at 6-1. So we shall see. Let's see what happens over the next week. Uh, just just going down through. Uh, no other. Has Elizabeth been drinking? <laughs> hmm. Oh, shit, yeah. You, you found her out. It's not unusual. <laughs> I will say that if the Blue Jays do only go 2-1 and one against the Yankees instead of sweeping them, the chances are good that they will lose the Saturday game because that's the game that I'm going to. And that's oh. just the way that my life goes. <laughs> and Mark, are you not... I know Colin's been in the chat tonight. Are you not going with Colin at some point? Is that is that coming up soon? Uh, we're both going to the... Um, I think it was July 1st game. Oh, a little way well. So we're, okay. we're planning to meet up for a couple pints before that or maybe after that or something like that. Very but good. But that's not till July 1st. I'm also going... When's Father's Day? Is that this weekend? Yep. This Sunday. I'm going on Father's Day. So that's Sunday. Nice. I don't know who's pitching. I just know I'm taking my son for Father's Day. Ah, so that should be fun. Gucci. Hopefully we win that one. Is that the Yankees? Maybe? Yeah. Uh, yes, it would be. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yes, Colin yeah, just said you're going to the Canada Day game. So there you go. Yeah, so that would yeah. be the 1st of July. Yeah, very nice. That's excellent. Oh, Colin, I'd, you have uh, to tell us about your trip. I'd quite like to be taken for Father's Day if uh, if Scott's listening. I doubt it since he's sleeping, but, you know, just, just in case. <laughs> Dave, I'll tell you what. You you get yourself to Toronto, and I'll buy your, I'll buy your ticket. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> for Father's excellent. Day. Excellent, yeah. <laughs> Nick it out of, his, uh, out of his piggy bank. I'm sure he's got a bit of money saved. Yeah. <laughs> very good. Oh, all good stuff, guys. Uh, thanks very much for your time tonight. Let's uh, just go round. Uh, well, it's not quite a diamond tonight. We've got, well, I suppose four of us. Yeah, that makes more of a diamond perhaps than five of us. Uh, what's your week ahead, uh, Elizabeth? Anything exciting happening in your world? Just going to the uh, Jays game on Saturday, as I mentioned. Looking yep. forward to that. It's going to be my first game as an actual fan in a really yes, long time. So of course. I'm pretty excited about that. And where whereabouts in the ballpark are you? Well, we got by the time we got around to buying tickets, which was already at this point about a month ago, the only place we could find two seats together was way up in the 500 level. But I think we're going to probably go and hang out in the WestJet flight deck or maybe at the Bacardi bar or somewhere else in the stadium where you Very can nice. just kind of some of the general admission places where you can watch from and not cook yep. ourselves up in the 500s. Excellent. We expect to see some good photos of you and Rhonda enjoying yourself with a gin and tonic or whatever you're going to have at the uh, at the ball game. Very nice too. Mark, how's your I don't week? have that kind of money to buy alcohol at a Jays game. <laughs> no, that's true. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Mark, uh, your week, what have you got lined up, sir? I have, uh, I play my own game tonight. Yep. Um, my son, he joined a, a league. He plays on Thursday, and then we're going to the game on Sunday. Very Other nice. Other than that, I'll just be watching the Jays, and maybe I'll hit the pub once or twice or maybe more. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. Excellent. We'll play it by ear. Yeah, totally. Good stuff. <laughs> uh, Dave, anything in your world? Um, as sad as this is, I've got a conference through work Wednesday, Thursday, that I'm looking forward to. Some really good speakers and stuff in town and... Okay. We couple of days off school as well, so looking forward to that and catching up with some folk as well that I haven't seen for a while. So yeah, that's okay. it. And then and then watching the Jays sweep the Yankees and go seven and zero in the week. Yes, come on, let's let's do it. 
Uh, I hope good. Dave's right and I'm wrong. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Well, I've got um, this week. I'm chatting to Mike Wilner tomorrow, so uh, that awesome. will be um, that will be uh, fun to do. Uh, so I, uh, I'm not quite sure what to ask him yet. I've I've been sort of pondering about what questions to go with, but um, yeah. So looking forward to to, to speaking to him because listened to him for many 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 years. So um, it'd be interesting to hear some of his Jay stories. So uh, that's for tomorrow. Other than that, I think. Oh, I tell you one thing that is happening. Um, this is national news, of course. That um, the Tiosca Hernandez Silver Slugger bobblehead has been picked up by a friend of mine who lives in Toronto, and he's flying to the UK this week, and he's going to bring it to me. So that's cool. You've got all the contacts, Steve. I know. Leaving <laughs> <laughs> the web. So yeah. So I'm looking forward to to see catch primarily catching up with him uh but uh, very grateful that he's managed to um acquire a, a tioska hernandez bobblehead just to go up on the shelf I'm, I'm running out of shelf room uh here so i might have to do a little extension at some point but we shall see yeah say again you need a trip to ikea i do <laughs> absolutely get a wider shelf so that's it guys uh thanks so much for listening in thanks uh, for those uh who've uh, just been joining us on the, on the youtube comments and stuff always great to have you with us uh we love um speaking to you and uh we will look forward to catching up with you next week have a great week whatever you're doing stay safe we'll see you soon take care Bye-bye. the red white and blue jays podcast is a production of blue jays fans uk If you've got a Blue Jays story to share, let us know. Email us at bluejaysfansuk at gmail.com. And follow along on Twitter and Instagram at bluejaysfansuk. I'm your announcer, Jim Langton. Thanks for listening.